inspiration and marketing ideas for you and your business. Hey, I'm Rashan, the host of the Inspire Biz podcast. And before I get any further, I just want to say well done. Because if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's because you're wanting to take action with your business or your business idea. Joining us today is a great guy who likes to help professionals get more clients. And he does this by making them the obvious best choice to pick. He's the go-to guy for knowing how to craft powerful value propositions. And to share some of his wisdom, this is Kenny Goodman. Hi, Kenny. Hi, how are you doing? I was just saying, I was just sat there then boogieing away to your um, intro. Very, <laughs> very funky, I like that. <laughs> Thanks. So, Kenny, customer value proposition, the term proposition, how would you define it and who does it apply to? There's so many different definitions of it. If you look in Wikipedia, there's quite a long definition, but the best one I've ever heard is from um, someone I know called Peter Sandine, and it's very simple, very succinct, and it is a collection of the best reasons your target customers have for taking the action that mm-hmm. you're asking for. Okay, and what would you say makes a strong value proposition? Well, a strong value proposition can be, it can be made up of um, many different factors. Um, you know, if you are um, using it internally, for instance, then it's, it's like it's those, a collection of reasons that I've just spoke about that you can use for your external marketing. And so you would use it for your um, website content, you know, individual landing pages, mm-hmm. um, adverts, headlines, your elevator pitch, your tagline, your slogan. And a strong value proposition answers the following questions. Uh, first of all, what is it? What you know? What is it that you're selling to me, or you're um, providing value for? Who is it for? What are the features and the benefits? Why is it unique? And one thing that most people leave out is why is it believable as okay. well. So you can have supporting factors that will make it believable as well. And and it's. A good value proposition is clear, so it isn't vague, it isn't cryptic, it's, it's crystal clear. Um, it's very specific, um, it communicates concrete results, and it communicates any meaningful differentiators that you may have, and usually avoids kind of hype or jargon or superlatives. And your value proposition is what your whole business should be based on and what your product or your service should be based on. So it should remain consistent throughout. But you can actually, you can have a global value proposition for your business and then you might have various different value propositions that are a spin-off from that value proposition for different products, for instance. You know, if you have different products or different services within your business, then you might have a value proposition for each one of those as well. What's an example of one that someone may have? A value proposition that some somebody may have. Well, it all depends on you know what company um, you know you're you're talking about. There's a, the way we have, way I teach my clients to have a value proposition is to just use it as an internal document for your business. And I would always say just have a strong.
headline or sentence that describes everything that I've just talked about then. What is it? Who's it for? What are the features and benefits? Why is it unique? And why is it believable? And then have three to five bullet points, which would be the benefits of um, that value proposition. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And for someone who's in a business, how can they work out who their prospects are? Well, it depends on what stage you're at within your business. So mm-hmm. if you're just starting out and you're, you're fairly clueless as to you know, what niche you're going to go into, then I would say you, know, you would look at what you, know, you have a strong interest in or passionate about or have a lot of experience where you know that there is a burning need and that the audience have enough money to pay for whatever you're yeah. proposing to provide. If you already know what you're selling, then uh, and and you kind of you know the product or you know the service, but you're kind of a little bit unsure about um, who your prospects are going to be, then a good way is just to reverse engineer your competitors. So look at who they are targeting in their marketing messages, because you know your competitors who have a good value proposition will, you know, say what it is that they're selling, who it's for. Yeah. Um, what the features and benefits are, and do a bit of a comparison and see whether you can create something um, for, the, for a similar audience and just make your product or service better. If, you, if you're already going and you've already got business, and for instance, you've got a, a, you know, a Facebook page or something like that, then you can get really good information from there, from the insight section, because this gives you a lot of information on who your fans are, you know, where, where, where they are geographically, what they look like demographically. Um, or you can do a search for secondary market research papers on the internet and um, okay. just find out, you know, you know what audience um, uses the products or the services that you're looking to sell. And for someone who's trying to create a proposition, what tips would you say there is to get a clear and concise one? Well, if you really want to dig deep and, you know, get to understand your customers more, then you really want to be looking at what pains they have. What, what the, first of all, you'd look at what the most important jobs are um, for that target audience. And so what, what are the jobs that they are trying to do that are related to your product or service? Um, and then what pains do they have that are associated with those jobs, those most important jobs that they're looking to do? And also what gains are they trying to achieve around those? And if you can provide a, if your service or product and your offer and your marketing is in line with these and provides pain relievers and gain creators for those most important pains and gains related to those most important jobs that they're doing that is related to your service or product, then you're going to get nice and nice and clear and crisp. Um, but also, you want to you, you you're only going to have someone usually these days because we live in such a, a an attention deficit society. You don't really have a lot of time to grab somebody's attention. You know, in fact, they say for a website, you have around about seven seconds um, to grab their attention. And they're asking, somebody's asking, 
different subconscious questions. So, for instance, they're asking, do I understand what this website is about? Do I think it's relevant to me? Do I think it's valuable information? Do I want this? Do I trust the source? Um, whatever they're asking me to do, is the risk acceptable? And, you know, is it worth me going ahead or should I just put it off for another time? You know, if you can answer those questions um, for them, you know, and, and you're clear and concise, then, you know, you're going to have a good value proposition. And you, you, you're using the right words there. How can you make it clear? Because, you know, the one phrase I have with value propositions is clarity compels and vagueness repels. For some people in certain um, sectors or markets, it can become quite saturated, especially for someone who's perhaps a photographer or a coach. How can they develop their proposition? It, it, in, in a saturated industry, well, by creating, especially if you're a service provider like a coach or a consultant, then you really want to be looking at creating um, a unique system that gets fantastic results. So that is your system. And then once you have that and you're getting great results for clients, then it's all about then creating a really powerful referral system within your business. And, you know, I, it's something I teach a lot on, on um, creating referral systems. I call it the super referral system. Um, and, if you know, people want to learn more about that, you can go to winqualityclients.com. Um, and that will kind of redirect you to a webinar that we're doing on it as well. In terms of peak value proposition, what is it? It's a collection of you know, reasons that provide pain relievers and gain creators to the most important pains and gains attached to the most important jobs um, your customer need to do. Um, you, you know, you've just got to really get connected with you know, understanding um, those customers want and need. You need to answer those questions. What is it? Who is it for? What are the features and benefits? Why is it unique? Why is it believable? And you're only ever going to get that if you really understand, first of all, their most important jobs to be done. And those jobs, you see a lot of people just go, what are their pains and gains? And they don't really ask the question as, as of what, is their most important job that they need to get done. And then once you know and understand that most important job that's related to your um, product or service, then you can look at the pains and gains associated with those most important jobs to be done. And then you can match, your, match those pains and gains with gain creators and pain relievers um, associated with your products, which will make your products stand out a lot more because you're going to be super relevant with them. Yeah. And having been to a few meetup events, so some people who say they know nothing about sales. So for someone like that, how would they develop a peak performing proposition? Well, if you know your customers, you know, and you provide value to them in a generous way, and like I say, you provide strong gain creators and pain relievers, you know, to their pains and gains associated with the most important jobs to be done, then that's your value proposition right there. You don't need to know anything about sales. You just need to be fully relevant with your target audience. And if you're doing that and you're generous in your approach, then sales will follow. People will want to get involved with you. 
you know. And it's, but it's it's very important as well that you, when you're dealing with prospective clients, that you don't go straight for the sale yeah. straight away. That's that's the that's the big mistake that a lot of people make, you know. And you see it on people's websites for, or on people's websites where they're just, you know. Offering, I used to do it, but these days you can't do it because it's everywhere. But people just offer, you know, a strategy session there and then. Sign up for one on my website. Um, whereas it's much better if people earn the strategy session by attending a webinar or reading, you know, one of your blog posts or or reading one of your reports. Yeah. And therefore, you know, the trust as been able to build over that period of time as well and that you know if you can show them how good you are like on a webinar for instance then it's much better than just saying how good you are because you're actually demonstrating that you know your topic so ultimately developing a peak performance proposition has a lot to do with building rapport with clients first then not always you know i work with a lot of startups you know i I'm going out to MIT in January for the third year running, and I'll be helping probably a couple of hundred MIT startups out there. Mm -hmm. And some of them won't have any clients or customers yet, um, but they will be building a peak performing value proposition because they will have the product, they will understand the market, they will understand who those customers are, and then they will develop a message that will be crystal clear, that will say what it is that they're selling, who it is for, what the features and benefits are, why it's unique and why it's believable. And it'll be in a clear, crisp way. It'll be specific. It'll communicate concrete results and any meaningful differentiators. And it will be consistent. Going back to what you said before about a lot of people just um, dishing out their services, Another thing that I think is a problem is that some startups, they don't stay in touch with their customers. Yeah. How can, how can they improve this? How would you suggest that a business improves this? Yeah, it's, it's a great point, that, because um, recently I was reading in Forbes and an article on there was describing the top reasons for um, startups failing. And around about 80% of startups fail within the first 18 months, apparently. And the top three reasons, the top one you just mentioned there was not in touch with customers deeply enough, which is value proposition related. Um, the number two was failure to create a compelling, clear and concise um, value proposition. Again, value proposition related. And then the third one was no real differentiation in the market. Again, value proposition um, related there. So the way I would say that they should do it apart from obviously the the obvious create an automated marketing situation so that you know you are nurturing your um, your clients and your prospects on autopilot um, but also with with your with your customers you know keep in touch with them um, on a regular basis in other ways as well so you know create a forum for them whether that's you know a private Facebook group you know, which is easy and it's free. Um, and, and, you know, help let them get involved with the development of your product or your service or even your business, you know, and also ensure that you've got an easy way for people to complain, you know, if they're unhappy about anything. 
and that will allow you to turn unhappy customers around really quickly and you know in some cases you can turn them into raving fans you know if you get back to them instantly and provide a solution very very quickly and show that you're listening to them then they will buy into you adversity you know will turn into um, positivity if someone had their ideal customer in mind and they later realize that actually that's not the target market I want to get it's actually something else how can they change or how can they make this transition well, they just go through the whole process that we've just spoken about. So if the customer is totally different and they realize that's a totally different product or service, they've just decided to go into a completely new niche, then again, you know, they're going to have to, do, they're going to, have to perform some level of research there. And I always say the best place to start is look at your competitors and look at what they're doing and then build from there. And if someone came to you and said that they wasn't happy with the amount or the quality of the clients that they have on board, what would you say to them? If they're not happy with the amount and quality, well, I'd first of all look at their business. So I'd look at what they're doing. Um, we, With our clients, when they first start with us, they do, well, even before they've started with us, they usually go for a strategy session with us. So I will always have, you know, a 45-minute call with someone. And at that point, I will find out what they're doing to generate clients. Um, and usually very quickly, I can see that they've got, you know, gaps there that they're not filling or they've got bottlenecks in the business. So, you know, a lot of the time, especially if they're a coach or consultant, they're busy, you know, trying to do other stuff in their business and so don't have a huge amount of time for their marketing. And then obviously, once somebody comes on board, we then have a two-hour deep dive discovery where we, we work on all of these aspects that we've been discussing on the call with them um, for the whole two hours where we dig really deep into their product or service. We dig really deep into their um, target clients and, you know, into their jobs to be done, their, their, their needs, their gains and pains around that. And then we help them build that value proposition so that the, when they go forward, they're highly relevant to that target client. And lastly, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that business owners face? Oh, there's, uh, there's many. You know, it depends on what industry you're in. You know, if you are a recruiter, for example, in, you know, labour-intensive markets, then, you know, I'd be really worried about computer automation right now and the way that's going. Um, if you're a coach or consultant, then... You know, one of the big ones right now is differentiating yourself in a meaningful way, uh, you know, and building trust because we now live, like I said before, in a post-trust era. After 2008, you know, these banks that we used to trust, politicians and all, you know, even, you know, the churches and stuff, you know, we seem to have lost trust in all of these authorities. And so we live in a post-trust era now, and it's a very noisy, cluttered world. So... It's all about differentiating yourself right now and because and, you need to grab attention. You know, I think it, it was reported, I think like five years ago by the New York Times that we're getting hit with around about 5,000 sales or marketing messages every day if you live um, close to a, a, a town or a city right now. That's 5,000 sales or marketing messages every day. So it's very difficult to... Um, stand out from that clutter because your prospects, which includes me and you, you know, and everyone mm-hmm. I've just mentioned, 
we have built subconscious filters right now. And um, it's about getting past those filters. And the way to do that is by creating a highly relevant peak performing value proposition. And for anyone who wants to know more about customer value proposition or just to know more about you, how can they get in touch? They can go to findtheedge.com. Okay, well, thanks for having you on the show today. It's been a pleasure. And like I say, if they want to learn more about, um, they'll learn more about the discovery section here, the value proposition side, but plus getting clients um, without having to spend money on advertising, then tell them to go to win, well, I'll say it now, go to win quality clients because that's where you can sign up for a webinar and learn a, a lot more about this and also how to build that referral system. Okay, well, thanks for your time. I hope you have a nice day. You're welcome and hope you have a great day too. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Connect with us on Facebook at Inspire Your Biz to subscribe to Marketing and Business Tips.